God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. This is this is your brother Jesse Jarab, and this is Christian thoughts, interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian but still being human. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is now 12:02 p.m. Of course, another beautiful Saturday that God has given us uh, today. And ladies and gentlemen, today's topic. Uh, I'll be honest with you, a bit controversial, <laughs> I'll be honest, it's a bit controversial, it's a bit, you know, bit harsh, but needs to be said and to be talked about. Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, is a divided church, a divided church. When I say a divided church... I don't mean a church as in the big brick or building, the big building or the small building with four walls that we call a church or a temple. I mean the church as in the body of Christ, as in every person that ever has called themselves a follower of Jesus Christ, a Christian in other words. Our base for today, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12. So let's go to it. Let's go to that uh, Bible verse, and then, of course, we'll start with our commencing prayer. Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12. If you will follow me, and if you have your Bibles in front of you, follow me there. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 reads as follows in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. But we do not, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Dear God, we give you thanks for another beautiful, wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. God, we ask that everyone who listens, may they be blessed by the word. May they learn something new about your word. May they learn something new that they've never known before, God. That they may uh, be taught something new. That they may listen. That they may pay attention, God. That, that, that everyone who listens, may it touch their hearts. May it transform their lives. May it, God, may you be the one that has the mic and me only use me as the speaker, God. As the amplifier if you will we give you thanks god for everything that you have allowed us to have and allowed us to do in your name we ask that you continue to bless us that you continue to protect us as you always do everywhere we go as your word says in the name of jesus christ we ask it and we give you thanks because we know it is done amen and amen
So ladies and gentlemen, my loyal thinkers, as I like to call, as I like to say, what is the issue we are having today? What is the issue that we are having today? Why is it that I have to come up with such a topic as a divided church? Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the answer is in the question. It's because we have become a divided church. It is because we have become a divided church. Again, when I say church, I don't mean the big building or small building we go to every Sunday or Saturday or every once in a blue moon with the four walls. No. I'm talking about the church as in every one of us that calls ourselves a Christian. Every one of us that calls ourselves a follower of Jesus Christ. How is it that we have become so divided? Today it is no longer about coming together. It is no longer about being in unity. It is no longer the, the, the united church of God. It used to be that we were so united that the devil couldn't even touch us. And we have become so divided that the devil just sits back, unfortunately, to see what happens next. He just sits back to see what happens next. Sad but true, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we as Christians have brought the division inside the church it's sad but it's true it used to be that we were able to give opinions about how we thought the bible spoke to us it used to be about that we were able to bring people outside of the church by merely saying that we were christian by merely saying we will help you we will show you we will show you how to have how to follow jesus now it's i will help you only I, because I know more than anyone else in the church. I will help you because I am the only one true Christian in the whole church. And it's because of statements like that, ladies and gentlemen. It's because of statements like that that has made us be seen by the world that we are divided. Even the world knows. When even the world, ladies and gentlemen, knows that we are divided, that tells us something. It goes back, ladies and gentlemen, to my first ever broadcast of I don't want to be a Christian because, with that, with that topic, I don't want to be a Christian because, because people unfortunately say they don't want to be a Christian because we as Christians don't help each other. We as Christians think we know more than anyone else, that we are better than anyone, holier than thou, if you will. Holier than thou. Better than thou. No. Jesus said, ladies and gentlemen, and I quote, when, he, when, the, when the man came up to him and said, Jesus, I have basically done everything. I have basically done everything there is to do. I have done everything there is to do. I have done everything that I need to do. And Jesus asked him, Did you or do you 
Love your neighbor as yourself. You know the, the scripture says this. You know that you should love the neighbor as yourself. You should know that the scripture says, follow, follow me. You know the scripture says, and I'm paraphrasing here. You know the scripture says, love your neighbor. And now I tell you, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. So everything that you have and give it to the poor, give it to those in need. And that is when that man became sad and upset because he knew he had many things. But the first thing that Jesus said to him was, you know, the scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. That was the first thing. That is what we call the golden rule. Brotherly love, right? We all heard that. We all heard that brotherly love. We all heard that phrase. We all heard it. The Bible says that we are not supposed to be fighting against blood or flesh. And that's what we fight against first. But we're not fighting against our own flesh knowing that we should. We're not going against our own flesh. We're not going against, ladies and gentlemen, our, our, our own selves. Our flesh that tells us to do evil things against our brother, against our sister, against our neighbor. No. No. We fight against other Christians, we fight amongst ourselves. We are more divided than united, unfortunately. We are more divided than united. We are more divided than the world. The world knows how to be united better than Christians do these days. That's a big slap to the face for us, ladies and gentlemen. When the world knows how to be more united than I than us as Christians hmm. what are we doing what are we missing what is what is going on with us what is going on with us that others others that are not Christian others that don't follow Jesus that don't even believe in Jesus what is going with us when that happens God bless you, Brother James. God bless you. How are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? I'm fine. I can't complain. That's good. Um, today, today, Brother James, we are talking about a church divided or a divided church. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, we're going, we're going, we're cutting deep today, as you can, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, just that title is just. <laughs> Yes, and I'm saying, and and it's it's already getting it's already getting harsh, really, because I'm saying that the world knows better how to be united than the church. I'm saying that the world knows how to be united better than the church. It knows how to be um, 
together, how to fight as one. And the church, the first thing the, that we want to do is fight amongst ourselves. Not true. Say how we are better than uh, uh, the other church. That church is better than this church, or that pastor preaches better than that other pastor, or or don't go to that church because that that pastor doesn't know how to preach, that bishop doesn't know how to preach, that usher doesn't know how to preach, that 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 church doesn't know the Bible like we do. Mm. <laughs> it's harsh. It's harsh. What's your opinion for today, Brother James? Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, opinions to put after that is just... Um, it's hard, no? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is, but... Um, I don't want to... I don't want to block the line up, so I'm going to try to put something together. Yeah. Uh, but to, to recap, brother James, to recap, we are talking about we are talking about uh, uh, um, a a a church that's supposed to be united, but we are more divided than united. That's true. I I actually can agree with that. Um, reason I actually agree with that, and it's probably going to be some some more tough, harsh sentences to follow. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, you're right. Uh, the world, the world is more united than the church, and it's kind of crazy because we would never think that the world could get united quicker than the church could. Yeah, that 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 tells us something when that happens. I mean, the church meets every Sunday or several times during the week. Mm -hmm. The world only unites after a tragic storm or something dramatic happens. Oh, yeah. But they but, the, the, the thing is, they stay united after that. Right. That's, see, that's, even, the, that's even the crazier part. On top of the world uniting quicker than the church they stay united longer than the church oh yeah that's a definite because because we as the church the first thing we do and you're right is that we fight among ourselves and we point fingers oh yes that's her. we 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 point fingers and then all of a sudden when when messages start getting crosswired and everybody's in a whole frenzy then we want to sit back and be like i didn't say nothing i didn't do it it wasn't me i didn't say nothing that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. And that's usually the first person that then started the whole mess just to see what would happen. Oh, yeah. Because you would rather see a church separated than a church together. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> you, would rather, you would rather see the church tear itself down than rebuild itself after something happening. It's harsh. Mm. It's harsh. Mm. It, it, it's harsh, but when you fully think about it, and you start to put the pieces together, you find out that it's actually accurate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's accurate because the church is supposed to be the unified force for the world. How is it that the world is now the unified force for the church? 
mm. church still can't get it together. They're still fighting between each other. The churches are still going back and forth about who is better rather than saying, hey, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same level. Let's just communicate and combine our efforts and get back to what we used to be, get back to where we used to do. And now we can be twice as stronger because we're working together with other churches. Mm. Preach it. Mm. I know somebody listening. Some somebody is listening. Some somebody is listening. But this this is this is the kind of this is the kind of thing where if your ears are open and your eyes are blinking, you need to be paying attention. That's right. It's 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 bad that to think that we as the church, we as followers of Jesus, we as the followers of Jesus Christ, but the 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 quote unquote and I'm sorry to put it like that but the quote unquote Christians that we are should know the golden rule the world calls it even the world calls it the golden rule love yourself and then love your brother as yourself love your neighbor as yourself even the even when the world knows the golden rule more than the church, that tells you something. It, it, it really does. And that's that's one question I've asked myself several times. Like, mm-hmm. how is it that the world knows the golden rule and yet they're as twisted as a pack of Twizzlers put together in the sun? <laughs> and true. yet the church sees this golden rule every single time in the Bible and yet oh, yeah. we so-called call ourselves disciples of God and the children of Jesus and yet we fight more than chickens on a farm right. hello somebody that's right <laughs> how is how is it that you want to sit in the front row taking all the notes but then secretly after service you throwing more shade than a tree oh snap come on somebody <laughs> so you so you mean to tell me that you want to get as close as you can to the pulpit so you can distract who's ever preaching long enough to throw shade on the side to think that nobody would catch it. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So you basically want to destroy the church from the pulpit to the door. Mm. Because you figured the door is your only way in and your only way out. So if mm. you start from the pulpit, you can sneak out the door. Ah, oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, somebody, you decide to start from the pulpit to distract up there and get that all in the frenzy and then slowly work your way towards the exit so by the time the stuff hits the fan, you're already in the parking lot. Hello. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, brother, you. brother James, for your opinion. Uh, my pleasure, sir. You have a blessed day. <laughs> you too. <laughs> talk about fire (laughs) it's very true though it's 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 harsh but it's true ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you this is one of those topics that's gonna cut deep and just like brother james says we wanna we wanna throw shade inside the church we wanna throw shade we wanna be uh uh uh, gossipers 
inside the church. Talk about the pastor, talking about the bishop, talking about the deacon, talking about the your fellow sister, your fellow brother. Oh, how he doesn't read the Bible, how he doesn't pray, how he acts like he's all big and holy, but he's nothing. And 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 I'm telling you, the the devil, ladies and gentlemen, when this happens, is just sitting back and seeing what happens next. Just laughing and seeing the division inside the church. It's harsh. It's harsh, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says we must love each other. We must love others like we love ourselves. But it seems, ladies and gentlemen, like we love ourselves more than we love others. Yeah, you heard me right. It seems like we love ourselves more than we love others. Everything is about me, myself, and nobody. Me, myself, and me. Me, myself, and I. And no one and nothing else matters. What happened to when Jesus said, What you do to your brother, what do you do to your sister, what you do to your neighbor, you are doing unto me. We forget that. The Bible says it. Jesus said it himself. And we call ourselves followers of Jesus. Santo de Dios. We call ourselves the followers of Jesus. But Jesus said, what you do against or for your brother or sister or neighbor, you are doing or think like if you're doing it for me. Think as if you are doing it for me or against me. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says those of us that are friends of the world are enemies of God. What does it mean to be a friend of the world? What does it mean to be a friend of the world? It means, ladies and gentlemen, that we are bringing the world inside the church. And that is the least thing that God wants from us. The last thing God wants is the world to be inside the church. What do I mean by that? I don't mean the people that are out in the world, no. I'm talking about all the the, the the evil things, the bad things that the world does inside the church. Gossiping, ladies and gentlemen, is one of those things. Gossiping against your brother, against your sister, is one of those things. Hello. Brotherly love, remember that? Brotherly love. Hmm. It used to be that we said we are a church. We are brothers in Christ because God is love. But now, now we say, mm-mm. God doesn't love you because you're mean to me. 
God doesn't love you because God hates these things. God hates your kind. God hates your 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 point of view. So God hates you. God hates this or that or the other. I don't. I hate. <laughs> I do not like at all those kind of people. Or that phrase, not the people, but the people that say that phrase. That phrase in particular, ladies and gentlemen, is one of my pet peeves. When people say God hates, God doesn't hate anything. The only thing that God hates is sin. But he loves the sinner. Let me say that again for those of that didn't understand the first time. God doesn't hate anything but sin he loves the sinner you know what that means that person that you so-called saying that God hates he loves he doesn't love what they do but he loves that person Santo de Dios. God hates no one he hates the things they do In Spanish we say que aborrece el pecado, pero ama al pecador. He despises the sin, but he loves the sinner. God doesn't love you because you do this. God doesn't love you because you're this, that, or the other person. No. Since when are you God? Since when do you know God more than God does? God knows God. Since when are you? Who are you to say what God loves and what God hates? Well, excuse me. Or who God hates and who God loves? Who are you to say that? Are you God? I don't think so. God hates this, that, or the other. Who are you to say? Hmm. God loves everyone. Yes, you heard me. Everyone. White, black, yellow, purple, Hispanic, Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, all the nieces, <laughs> as I like to say. God doesn't hate anyone, ladies and gentlemen. Contrary to popular belief. Contrary to popular belief, and I say it loudly and proudly, God loves everyone. Think about it like this, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it like this. I'm going to put it to you simple. I'm going to put it for you simple. You have a son or daughter. You have a child. You, ladies and gentlemen, you have your son, your daughter. You raise them to be good. You raise them to do good and to do well in life. 
right? But they go out and they do wrong. You love your son or your daughter. They go out and they do wrong. They go against all of your teaching. All of everything that you told them, they go against it. And they do what they want. They do crime. They do evil. They do all these things. But you still love your child, don't you? Or do you hate them because of what they do? No. You don't hate your child, ladies and gentlemen. You hate what they do. You hate the evil they do. You don't like what they do. You don't agree with what they do. But you love them. Am I coming in clear? Is 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 this thing on? You do not hate your child or you do not hate your child because they are this, that, or the other. You love your child. You don't agree what they do. You don't agree with what they do. You don't agree or like or even love what they do. But you love them as your child. That is God, ladies and gentlemen. God doesn't hate anyone. No one. No one. He doesn't like, ladies and gentlemen, the sin that they commit. He doesn't like the evil that they do. I heard the other day somebody say God hates homosexuals. No. God doesn't agree with them. But he loves them just for being them. For being human. For being his creation. He doesn't agree with them. It's one of his, uh, what do you call this? One of the things that he, he, he does not agree with. One of the things that he says not to do. He doesn't agree with what they do or how they live, but he doesn't hate them. He loves them. My friend, God doesn't hate you. He does not. Contrary to popular belief, he does not. God loves everyone. Everyone. So because God loves everyone, back to my original topic, because God loves everyone, we should love everyone. I'm not saying to agree with them. Mm -mm. Don't get me twisted now. I'm not saying to agree with them. I'm saying to love them. Just like God loves us. God loved you before you were Christian. We forget Ladies and gentlemen, we forget who we were. We forget that, ladies and gentlemen, God saved us. We forget, ladies and gentlemen, where we came from. And we hate the people that do what we used to do. No. We're not supposed to hate them. We're supposed to help them. 
Am I coming in clear? I'm hoping somebody's listening. I know the reasons, ladies and gentlemen, why some people stop listening, but... That won't stop me from talking, from preaching. You might not like me. You might not like my preaching. But that's not going to stop me from preaching. I don't have, um, you know, thousands and thousands of listeners every day. I'm sure all the other shows and programs have way more listeners, but that doesn't stop me. My friend, as long as I'm talking to one person that can hear my voice, as long as I'm preaching to one soul that can hear and learn something new, I'm happy. I don't need millions of people to follow me. I'm not Facebook. I'm not Twitter. I don't need millions of followers or millions of people on my website. No. I just need one person. I'm trying to help at least one person. If I help at least one person, I'm happy. I'll go to heaven happy. Preacher and Bruce Hahn friend says something today that made me think. He said, I can't wait until, until, I cannot wait until God says, come in, good and faithful servant. In the small things you were faithful, in the big and great things that will put you, enter into the glory of your Lord. And I'm thinking of the same thing. I'm thinking the same way, ladies and gentlemen. The same way. I'm thinking the same way, ladies and gentlemen. As long as I at least save one soul, save one person, I'm happy. Because I've done what God has told me to do. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, nobody's going to listen to me, so I'm going to stop preaching. No, because I'm not trying to convince or I'm not trying to uh, uh, compliment or, or, or let people love me. No, I'm trying to do what God called me to do. My friend. Ladies and gentlemen, we should not be a divided church. God says that we should be united. Why else would the Bible say, donde están dos o más, where there are two or more in my name? Jesus is there. God is there. In his name. Where there are two or more in his name, there God is. You know what that means? The more and more and more we are united, the more and more, just like Brother James said, the more powerful we are. The more powerful we are. The more we are united, the more we come together in Jesus' name, 
the bigger the force field against the devil and his demons. Against the powers and principalities. Like, like the Bible just said. Like we just read. Our fight, ladies and gentlemen, is not against each other. No matter if you're white, black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Mexican, Japanese, Vietnamese, whatever. God called us all as humans. Humans. He gave us all love. He gave us all humans. He gave all humans something that he did not give anyone else. He did something for humans that he did not do for the animals, for the fish in the sea, for the mammals in the sea, for the lion, for the tigers, for the bears. He did nothing. He didn't. He didn't do what he did for us. And he did it for all humans. He sent his son to die for all mankind. All mankind. All mankind. Not only white. Not only black. Not only Hispanic. All mankind. And if you don't believe me, go around the world and see how many Christians there are. See how God moves in different countries. Santo de Dios. See how God moves in different countries. If you don't believe me. See how God moves in Africa. See how God moves in Europe. See how God moves in China. Mm -hmm. I said it. All mankind. God is everywhere. God loves everyone. Everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice, God loves you. We need to stop being a divided church. We need to come together. We need to stop gossiping about different churches, about different pastors, about different brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to come together and say, Together, as one body of Christ, we will defeat the devil and his demons and his powers and his principalities. Together, not apart. They even show kids, ladies and gentlemen, how to work together, how to share. We need to learn. We need to go back about, apparently, we need to go back to elementary school. Because we forgot how to work together. We forgot how to share. We forgot how to be united. How is it that we are teaching our kids, ladies and gentlemen, how to work together when we can't even work together as the body of Christ? Jesus, you are worthy. We, as the body of Christ, should come together, not Destroy amongst ourselves. We should not be killing each other, destroying each other with our tongues. Remember what the remember we talked about our tongues a while back. We talked about the power that our tongues had, that our mouths had, like a double-edged sword. 
like a sword, like a like a weapon of mass destruction is our tongue. With our tongue we can either bring life or bring death. And it seems like we're bringing more death than life inside the church. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Either we fix ourselves and we come together. Or we are going to have a rough awakening. A very rough awakening. Either we come together as one. Or we will have a rough awakening. We will have a rude awakening. And I'm talking to every human out there. I'm not only talking to whites or blacks. Or anybody who is listening. I'm talking to everybody. My friends. We are created as humans. All of us. No matter if we like it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Every race out there is human. Every ethnicity out there is human. And Jesus died for all humans. The Bible is in different languages around the world. It's not only here in the U.S., Contrary to popular belief, it was not only for the U.S., not only for the for the for the Caucasians or the whites or the blacks. It's for everyone. The Bible is for everyone. God is for everyone that believes in Him. John three sixteen. We all know it. For whosoever believed in Him. God sent his son, Jesus, his one and only son. For whosoever, whosoever, whoso. How many times do I have to repeat myself? Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever. You know what that means? Anyone that believes. You gotta remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Whosoever believes in him. We need to stop being divided. We need to come together as one. We need to stop being divided. We need to stop this division that we have inside the church. Inside the the, the body of Christ. We need to help each other. Help each other. Remember, Jesus said, and I said it before, whatever you do for or against your neighbor, you are doing it for me or against me. You are doing it for me or against me. My friends, let us not be divided anymore. Let us not. Let us be let us come together as one, as one body of Christ, as one body of Christ, of Jesus, 
Let us come together. Because God, ladies and gentlemen, God, ladies and gentlemen, God loves everyone. Everyone. No matter the race, no matter the ethnicity, no matter, ladies and gentlemen, what race, ethnicity, nationality you are, God loves you. And so we should love each other like God loves us. Because God is love. God is not hatred, ladies and gentlemen. God doesn't hate anyone. Jesus, you are worthy. Now I understand. <laughs> now I understand what what the past, what my preacher said, what my my preacher uh, a, a friend, a preacher friend said that when he said that God will make you get mad. Uh, 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 God will make you get mad in the spirit when it comes to something that we as Christians don't want to understand. We will get mad in the spirit. We will get mad, you know, in the spirit. Not physically, but spiritually we will get mad because that's basically God's anger against us. Against that those of, that, uh, those of us that don't want to understand. But we must understand. God loves everyone. God loves everyone. Everyone, 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 everyone. We should stop being a church that is divided. We should be a church that is united. We should love our brothers like ourselves. We should help every brother or neighbor we see, no matter their race, no matter their ethnicity. God died, I mean, Jesus died for everyone. God sent his son for everyone. Not just one race, not just one ethnicity. The Bible, ladies and gentlemen, is for everyone. For everyone. Today's inspiring word of the day before I go is Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Jeremiah 17, verse 7, and it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. That is the New Living Translation. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. That is today's inspiring word of the day. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Let us come together as one church, as one body of Christ, as one, not divided. We must go against the powers and principalities of this world. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. The Bible says it. We, our war, our battle, our, we are not to wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of the heavenly places of the, of, of the demons here on earth. Our, our fight is not against each other. Our fight is against the devil and his demons. The devil and his followers. Not against each other. Never against each other. 
So God bless ladies and gentlemen, your brother Jesse Jarb here. I invite you and we invite you to listen to Christian Thoughts every Saturday from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock p.m. And I will leave you today, ladies and gentlemen, with some great music for the glory of God. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, may God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. God bless you.